G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. So much to talk about. It seems to be every time you check the news headlines, there's some new development that's happening in the Middle East or connected with the nation of Israel or whether it's things to do with bombing attacks and terror situations around the world and even on our shores. And in some ways, so much of this is interconnected. Well, let's check on the latest headlines that are coming out of the Middle East, and specifically as they do affect the nation of Israel. But a special welcome back to 2020 to you, Ron Ross. And good day to you, Neil. Ron, you've been monitoring the headlines overnight, and Qatar... Uh, labelled a terrorist supporter, and Middle East nations like Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and the United Arab Emirates and Yemen, uh, they've cut ties with Qatar. Uh, what's the story? Basically, they're saying that the Qataris support uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, the world's oldest Islamist movement, and adds accusations that Doha even backs the agenda of Iran. The three Gulf states announced the closure of transport ties with Qatar and gave Qatari visitors and residents two weeks to leave their countries. Saudi Arabia accused Qatar of backing militant groups and spreading violent ideology in an apparent reference to the state-owned satellite channel Al Jazeera, which of course we can receive here in Australia. Qatar embraces multiple terrorist and sectarian groups aimed at disturbing stability in the region, including the Muslim Brotherhood, ISIS and Al-Qaeda, and promotes the message and schemes of these groups, uh, the state news agency SPA said. The statement went on to accuse Qatar of supporting what it described as Iranian-backed militants in its restive and largely Shiite Muslim-populated eastern region of Katif and in Bahrain. Uh, it's an, an amazing uh, situation and uh, one which we'll be watching very closely. Uh, but may I go on to the situation in the United States? Uh, the Trump team, apparently, we heard this morning, is now debating whether the Muslim Brotherhood is, in fact, a, a terror organization. This is a battle going on inside the Trump administration over what to do about the Muslim Brotherhood, a group at the centre of Monday's decision by Saudi Arabia, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain to cut ties with Qatar have opened up for the Americans to consider. And we may consider the fact that the US have one of its biggest air force bases in Qatar, and uh, apparently Qatar has poured uh, a great deal of money in recent years into Washington politics. 
So this could open up a real can of worms. There is so much to talk about out of what you just delivered to us, Ron. Let me pick up on one or two points if you're able to give us your personal commentary because when we talk about the connections to Australia... Uh, We're talking about Al Jazeera, the media network. As you say, it emanates out of Qatar. And uh, you're saying that uh, a lot of what happens through the Al Jazeera network will be reflecting a Qataran perspective on things in the Middle East. Is that something we ought to be concerned about? Because a lot of what we see in reporting on our national broadcaster, the ABC, you'll often receive a little uh, symbol in the corner of the screen, the little uh, Al Jazeera uh, symbol, which shows that this is where the reporting is coming from. Is that something we ought to be concerned about? Well, it's certainly something that Saudi Arabia and these other Middle East countries have uh, said, that uh, Qatar propaganda is uh, promoted by Al Jazeera because it's owned from that area. Uh, And so that's a warning that they've given, uh, and it's one we need to be very aware of. Uh, When I worked in Israel, in Jerusalem, we watched Al Jazeera carefully uh, because we saw the uh, leaning of its uh, news stories uh, promoting uh, items of no interest or no support or no positive uh, edification for the uh, Israeli state. And another point to bring out, too, uh, where we've got Saudi Arabia as one of those nations that's distancing itself from Qatar now, Ron. Uh, The accusations that I've heard of recent times that have even been broadcast on this program just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about state-sponsored terrorism and the way that there have been Uh, scholarship uh, degrees that have been earned by people all over the world who have gone to study in Saudi Arabian universities. Uh, The idea that somehow or other there's a rift between Qatar and Saudi Arabia and a separation here. Ron, when we we talk about uh, the way that things are happening so far as the Islamic influence on the world, uh, it seems to be that it's coming from a lot of these countries, even though they're divided amongst themselves. Well, we need to understand that these countries are not like Australia. They're not democracies. Uh, They're Islamic controlled and uh, we're infidels to them. Uh, They will say the right thing politically to win support uh, from an international power like the United States. Uh, But we need to be very much aware of the isolation of Israel in the Middle East is because it is in fact a democracy and people live together there harmoniously. Uh, But in Saudi Arabia, you can't arrive with a Bible, you can't carry any Christian paraphernalia, uh, or you'll be arrested. That stuff will be confiscated. And we've got to understand that each one of those nations that surround Israel uh, are part of a force that uh, want to eradicate Israel, want to kick them into the ocean, and uh, they don't have any good intentions for us either. It is one we will be following along closely. Let's move on to a different dimension of breaking news overnight. The United Nations U.S. ambassador has made news this week. She says the decision on the U.S. embassy move is part of the future peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians. What's the story with that, Ron? Well, that's what I guessed right from the beginning with uh, Donald Trump 
regarding himself as the ideal deal maker. He was keeping the embassy as a major Trump card, so to speak. Uh, yep. uh, Nikki Haley was saying that the ultimate location of the United States embassy in Israel will be determined by peace talks. And I can just imagine the negotiators saying to uh, the Palestinians, if you don't hold to your bargain, we're going to move the embassy. And uh, uh, Nikki Haley was speaking with CNN, uh, and she said that U.S. President Donald Trump chose to defer his campaign promise to move the embassy from Tel Aviv because he feels that he's got momentum toward a new round of negotiations. Uh, and I, I, I guess from the beginning that was his plan, and it'll be one worth watching. Well, the stakes are high, and there are negotiating pieces that are coming to light. Ron, Denmark, surprised by freezing $8 million of funding for Palestinian NGOs. Yes, Denmark was absolutely incensed uh, that money that they had provided to the Palestinians was used to glorify terrorism. And now they've cut $8 million in donor funding that had been earmarked for 24 Palestinian, pro-Palestinian non-government organizations uh, because they want to ensure that any money they give would be used for peaceful and constructive purposes. The country's foreign ministry issued a statement about the suspension of the funding which is organized through the umbrella organization of the Albira-based Human Rights and International Humanitarian Law Secretariat. The ministry also halted funding to the Women Affairs Technical Committee, a Palestinian NGO, after learning it named a youth center after Palestinian Dalal Maghrabi. Maghrabi was one of 11 terrorists who hijacked a taxi and two buses near Tel Aviv in 1978, killing 38 people. And finally, Ron, there's an interesting one for people who follow closely biblical prophecy at the nation of Israel. There's some plans that are underway for construction of a third temple in Jerusalem. What's the story? Yes, Temple Mount Rabbi Richman, director of the International Department of the Temple Institute, says he is committed to rebuilding Jerusalem's Temple Mount. Israeli Brigade Commander Colonel Motagur captured the temple in 1967. After the capture, he announced, the Temple Mount is in our hands. The Temple Mount is in our hands. Retaking the temple was important to the Jewish world because the site was where King Solomon built the first Jewish temple, When that temple was destroyed, a second temple was built only to later fall in 70 AD to the Romans. Recapturing the site meant the Jews could have their long-awaited third temple and they're about to try for that. Well, that'll be another one to monitor along and we'll follow that with interest. Ron, always so good getting your insights into things that are happening, news that's breaking in the Middle East and especially as it affects the nation of Israel. Uh, Ron Ross, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.